Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. In today's podcast, we're going to welcome Amy Stair, and she is the owner of the Star Power organization. She also owns the Real Estate Masters Guild, and she has been in real estate since 1992 and brings to us some great tips, great information, um, some exciting news about what she has going on. And then we're going to talk a little bit about her little foundation and listen to that story because that's pretty impressive. So Amy, I'm just thrilled to death that you were able to join us today, and I am so excited to see what you have to share with our audience. So kind of give me a little bit of information. Of course, I know who you are, um, but let's kind of tell everybody your background, what you've got going on in your life today, and what you're planning for the rest of the year. Well, I'm honored you asked me to be here, Kim. Thank you so much. Of um, course. I'll try to give just a snapshot so I don't bore your viewers. You've got a lot going on. Uh, I got licensed in 92. I was recruited from managing a clothing store at the mall. I had a bachelor's degree in communication. And by the way, folks, um, you can't get any sort of a job with that. So <laughs> make your kids reconsider. Um, anyway, got recruited into real estate by a local Coldwell Banker relocation director. She um, she just asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, actually. <laughs> that was her question. Uh, I went in, the broker, I asked him, what? okay, I'm here, what do I need to do? And he said, shadow my wife, she's the top producer in the office, and just do what she does. That was my training. So that introduced me to Kathy Russell, who mm -hmm. is just one of the most amazing people um, I've ever had the good fortune of knowing. And I ended up joining her team. We were together for about three and a half years. And through her, I met the Star Power organization and the founder, Howard Brinton. And when I decided I was ready to take my next step in life, I called him for fatherly advice. And he ended up giving me a job offer 1200 miles away. So went to work for Star Power as his personal assistant and the eighth employee in the organization mm. and ultimately evolved to the executive vice president of the company. In January of 2008, I was laid off. Company got itself in a bit of financial trouble during the recession. And um, so I had to pull myself up by the bootstraps and thank God I was a part of Star Power because it taught me mm -hmm. that um, I could I could start a business. And so that's what I did. Started a coaching business, um, launched Real Estate Masters Guild out of that. And um, that is the umbrella that's held my coaching business as well as some live events over the years. And last, well, about two years ago, Jana Caudill, one of the stars, got tired mm -hmm. of listening to her peers lament the loss of star power and went and talked to the guy that had bought the rights from Howard Brinton. He was no longer doing any, anything with it for about a decade. And she mm. bought the rights back to him. I helped her launch the company. And then September of 2022, I actually bought the company from her. So talk about a full circle moment. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, for those that 
are new to real estate and haven't been around a whole lot of time, Star Power was the the big deal. The big deal's going to be a big deal again. Um, I was very fortunate to be invited to um, a Star Power Stars Conference by Amy and Howard, gosh, back in 2003. And, um, you know, I was still just starting, you know, I mean, I started my company in 98. So this was still all new to me. And so it was just an unbelievable opportunity. And to meet Howard, you know, it was just a, an imprint on my life that I'll never forget, you know, and then bring in you having me come in and then coming back when we went to Denver at Star Power in 2000, I think it was 2008. Right. And um, that That's was... Yeah. And it's it's just, it's such a tight knit group of agents who love to share and learn. And, and it's, it's way more than just an organization. I think it's just one big, huge family, you know? Sure. So I'm very excited to see where you take that. And um, so let's talk to the, the audience about your favorite topic of why you don't call. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm going to let you kind of jump in and just start talking and giving your tips and your advice and, you know, what you see is working, what you see that doesn't work. And let's just kind of dive in. Well, you know, Kim, we both know from working with realtors these many years that we have, um, we know a few things. And thank you for letting me get on my soapbox because this is one of my big hot topics. You know, I've been coaching for 21 years. And the one thing that never goes away is even with the most successful top producing teams, I cannot get, get on the phone with their past mm -hmm. clients and sphere of influence. And, you know, we're always, everybody's always looking for a shiny object or a silver bullet to solve their business woes. doesn't matter if we're in a seller's market, buyer's market, interest rates are up, or we're in multiple offer situations that the same thing always applies. The successful long range businesses have a large percentage of their business that comes from their past clients and their sphere of influence. 100%. So, so then why don't you call? I, I can't tell you how many times this question enters my head over the course of a week. <laughs> why don't you just pick up the phone and call? Um, and that's evolved by the way, the pick up the phone has evolved, but I just want, I want to lay the, foundation of why people don't call so that we can address it and give the solutions so that people do start contacting. Um, you know, you can spend a ton of money on internet leads mm -hmm. and their conversion rate, depending on what you read and what type of internet leads they are, is between a half a percent and 3%. Mm -hmm. The people in your database minimum conversion of 10% of that number every year. Transactions just waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. So if I have my choice of spending, and I'm not a licensed broker, so I can say the Z word. Uh, I can say the curse word. If you're spending two grand a month on Zillow leads, if you, you took a fraction of that two grand a month and poured it back into your database, let's say you've got 250 people, there's 25 transactions minimum sitting in there, their business and their referrals, just waiting for you to ask for it. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, if I could spend less money and talk to people who already know me, like me and trust me, then why don't I call? 
Mm-hmm. So I boil it down to three things. There are three reasons mm-hmm. that people don't call. Number one, they're not sure who to call or they don't have contact, good contact information for them. I'll lump that all into one category. The second is they don't know what to say when they do get the person. And the third is just a flat out fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about each of those three. Number one, who to call. Well, it's your past clients and your sphere of influence. These are people who've all, who already know who you are, so they don't have to be sold on you. Um, there's an assumption to be made that you genuinely care about these people. So when you do get on the phone with them or reach them one-to-one, it would be a positive conversation. You're not trying to, you know, way back in the day, um, there was a product through Star Power called the Principles of Telemarketing. Do you remember Jim Good? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. told a story about, you know, cold calling. So you're trying to sell a skateboard. It's a numbers game. First person you talk to, do you want to buy a skateboard? No. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Click next person. Click next person. Mm-hmm. You could call that same list of people and you could call these, This I could call you, Kim, six times and you would say, no, I don't need to buy a skateboard. On the seventh time, Maybe your grandson just came to you and said, Nana, the thing I would love the most in the world is a really fancy skateboard. And then the next day I call and ask you if you want to buy a skateboard and you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is perfect timing. Maybe God sent you to me. Yes, I need to buy that skateboard. So that is one approach. I'm talking about the complete flip side of that, which is I already know Kim. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for me, you know, if you like to, to, and I'm just going to di- diverge for a second. When I say call, I'm talking about one-to-one communication. In today's world, you may prefer I pick up the phone and call you, Kim. You may prefer that I text you. You may direct message me through Facebook. That may be your favorite way of communicating with me. So when I say call, it's reach out and interact with a person in a way that is their preferred method of being contacted. Now, I'm not talking about email. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about blast. I'm not talking about slide dial. I've had people ask me that question. This is a one-to-one face-to-face counts for call too. So I might come see you at your place of business. Mm-hmm. So overcoming the who to call is really simple. Um, I get the question, well, well I've got, you know, 3,000 past clients in sphere of influence in my database. I can't possibly call them all. Well, then you have some homework to do. Go through the list and say, who are the most important people in here? Mm-hmm. And define most important however you want to. Some people define it by how many referrals they've received from that person or repeat transactions they've had with that person. Um, it could just be, you know, they're in your motorcycle group and you have a great yeah. relationship with them. So you're going to talk to them more often. But you, you get your who boiled down to a number you can manage. And I want to just walk these numbers. So Kim, let's say you told me you had 500 people in that core group that you want to be in regular, consistent contact with. And that should generate you a minimum of 50 transactions a year. Well, then let's say you're going to talk to them once a quarter. So we're going to take that 500 mm-hmm. over a quarter. And I say boil it down to 10 weeks because you're going to want some time off. I'm a big advocate of scheduling your big rocks. Nobody wants to call. Got to have time. a moment. <laughs> and so I'm going to make it real easy for those of you watching. 
so we've got our 500. We're going to do them over 10 weeks. That's 50 a week. We're following the math. If I'm doing that five days a week, that's 10 a day. Yep. Now you might say, I don't want to do it five days a week. Great. What do you want to do? Two days a week? Then it's 25 on each of those two days. Whatever your thing is, but break it down to a daily activity or you're never going to do it. Right. And then we're only going to do this manually one time. You got to lean on your CRM to set up the reminders from there forward. So if I call you today, Kim, you're on just a 10 then I'm going to go into the CRM and I'm going to schedule a 90 day recurring reminder for infinity for you so that I never miss mm -hmm. contacting you again. That's an ideal scenario. So figure out who your core people are and get them on a regular schedule of follow-up. Yep. So that's reason number one. We, we don't have that part figured out. Uh, number two is, I don't know what to say when I do reach them. Like, I don't want to be a salesy. I don't want to bother people. I don't like telemarketers. I, these are the mm -hmm. objections I hear, right? So what if you're simply calling to check in with people? Mm -hmm. Here's the easiest script you can use. Kim, it's Amy over at Star Power. You're on my mind today. And I decided not to let another minute go without reaching out. How are you? What's new? I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. But you know, something <laughs> that I tell... Yeah, I mean, it, when you call somebody that you know or you've done business with, then it's a little bit more relaxing. And I always say, if you are that person that's trying to rebuild the, your database of referrals, because a lot of people don't even keep up with their past clients versus leads, et cetera, they just all get thrown in there. So I always say, separate your past clients and then look and see what information you have on them. And if it's if you if you're missing a birthday, if you're missing any kind of information, that is an opportunity to pick up the phone and call them. You know, everybody gives out their birthday. Yeah, you don't so, need the year. Yeah. You've been my, on my mind is a true statement because I just looked at your name and now you're on my mind. You know, mm -hmm. some people get hung up on, well, I don't, I don't want to be artificial. Well, what's more genuine than I just thought of you. So I'm checking in. Um, we've all had that moment when we heard somebody we know passed. And we think, God, I thought about calling that person. Yeah. I wish I would have done it. If for no other reason, do it for that reason. Have no regrets. I'm a big one to live without regret. The yeah. other thing is exactly what you're saying. You know, in an ideal world, everyone in our database, we would have the big three, four. Phone number, email address, physical mailing address, so that we can do all the good things we want to do with any sort of follow-up. Handwritten notes we can do. Um, monthly e-newsletter we can do and just this check check-in we can do so those three minimum it's real easy also to call and say Kim it's past the first of the year and I made a decision for 2023 I was going to be more effective with marketing and communications and I see I don't have an email address for you mm. what's That's the a best good email address yep. are you missing the phone number then get on direct messenger on Facebook and say, I just realized that I don't have a current phone number for you. What's the best number? Not, can I get your number? So there's a switch there. We're not asking yes, mm -hmm. no questions. We're totally fine to give us the missing data and say which number, which email, 
What's the best mailing address to use for you now? For all you mm -hmm. know, these people have moved. So, some of my clients, I have a lady, amazing agent, has built an incredible business, um, has a great team. She was 30 years in the business, never called a single past client. Wow. They were coming to her because they were seeing her market. She had never gone outbound. And I said, let me guarantee you something. <laughs> None of your past clients are sitting at home saying, I can't believe Kim hasn't called me. Nobody's waiting for their realtor to call. That's no. not on their radar. So get, get over that. So we can go into a bunch of other what to says, but if you just start with those two and you're calling four times a year, you've already got three out of the four because you can repeat the just thinking about you at the six month mark. So that if I call the first time and say, Kim, you're just on my mind. I was thinking about you. And I call the second time. Hey, I just realized I don't have an updated email address for you. And then I call mm -hmm. again and say, Kim, you're on my mind again, just checking in. Then I've only got one more excuse or reason or justification to get on the phone. And what could that be? If you're having a client appreciation event, you're calling mm -hmm. about pie day, you're calling to invite them to the movie theater. It could be a whole host of things. You could call on their home anniversary. Here's a fabulous one. I want everybody to incorporate. You own a date nobody else in any industry or in their family owns. And that is the day they bought their house. Yeah. So why not be that person who says, you're not going to, can you believe it's been three years, Kim, since you guys moved into that house on Maple Street? Just Crazy. Happy home anniversary. <laughs> and they'll giggle and you'll giggle. And then you'll say, you know, what's new since the last time we talked? Mm-hmm. Real simple. Yep. Very natural. It's a very natural conversation once mm -hmm. you get comfortable with yourself. And, you know, and I, I do have clients that say, I can't do it. And I'm like, write it down, write it down. And when you get on the phone, ask them, you know, you might have three points, you know, and that you need to get out of that conversation. And one is, how are you doing? Number two, I need an email. You know, it could be anything you want it to be. But if you're, if you're that person that needs a little prompting, then put a little cheat sheet in front of you. So you don't get distracted or go, you know, blank. You know, and, and then I'll give you what, other stuff. You can go mm -hmm. buy tickets. They could be sporting events, music events, movies, um, home and garden show. Some of those have tickets, um, parade of lights. Um, we do a fundraiser locally for the Hour Center, um, which is an outreach um, organization. And they do a Christmas tour every year. You buy tickets to do it where you get to actually go through people's highly decorated houses and just mm -hmm. enjoy the holidays. You can buy those tickets and then inside of 48 hours of when they need to be used, you just get on the phone and you start calling people, yeah. your past clients in your sphere and saying, hey, can you use these tickets? It's first come, first serve. Call me back if you want them. Click, call the next person. Click, call the next person. You'll probably have to call 15 to 20 people before you give away the tickets. Right. So it could be for anything. If I'm Brad Corn in Kansas City, maybe I've got season tickets to the Chiefs and I'm he won't want to give them away right now because they're world <laughs> champions. But, um, you know, if you're a Denver Broncos season ticket yeah. holder, uh, I'm sure you could call about 40 people before you get mm -hmm. the tickets away. So um, don't let not knowing what to say be the reason you don't do this. We can make right. up reasons all day. Um, yep. 
And then that just leads us to the last one, which is the fear of rejection. And you've already touched on this. Um, and, and I did too. You know, what do you really think that your past clients are sitting at home pining away because you didn't call them? They're not even thinking mm -hmm. about you. So, and you're not calling. I do not advocate calling with the, who do you know? Who's the next person you know yeah. that's going to buy or sell in six months? That will organically show up when the need is there. Right. So if you show up, the business will show up. The problem is you're not showing up. So you really need to ask yourselves, and I'm talking directly to you guys, viewers, why don't you call? Mm -hmm. What's getting in your way? Is it 100%. not to say? Is it you don't know who to call? Is it fear mm -hmm. of rejection? Well, you've got all your answers now. So the only thing stopping you is you. That's true. And you know, I... I will go back and tell people or agents that if you have a database, but it's not organized, so you're sitting there going, well, you know, it's all in one, take the time to break down your database by groups, you know, put those past clients in their own special group, but then out of that group of past clients, who are the clients, the past clients that have been referring you and put them in another group? Because if they're already referring you, it's not going to take a whole lot for them to keep on. They just need to be interacting with right. you. And, and I'm hoping that when somebody does get a referral, they're showing that person that referred them a, a, you know, a thank you in some way. And then you know that way, because the way I look at it is when you do everything that you just said and you have an organized database, then you know what they're getting throughout the year on top of the phone calls. You know, so it's like, I always say at least make four phone calls a year, one each quarter, but also you've got to send information. You know, you need to probably send them a newsletter, you know, maybe the market stats, they need anything to, they else. Need to see you, they need to see you twice a month and they need to hear from you mm -hmm. quarterly. Yes. So an e-newsletter goes out every month and then you do a blast email uh, in the alternating times on that month. Pick the weird holidays that mean something yeah. to you. I'm a jigsaw puzzle junkie, so I might pick National Jigsaw Puzzle Day and say, yeah. hey, this is um, one of my favorite days. Hope you take a moment to just pause and have quality time with your family, whatever you want to say. There are so many different ways. Um, you know, if you're doing client appreciation, if you are... Um, if you have your marketing plan laid out, so that you've got just sold postcards going out or quarterly market updates going out. You can lay all this out ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book talks about 33 touches and it's since been modified to say 36. And that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Now, So just the stuff we already talked about, Kim, if I'm sending a monthly e-newsletter, that's 12 touches. If I'm mm -hmm. calling them, four times a year. That's another four. Now we're up to 16. We're halfway there. If, if I send a fun blast email every month on my weird holiday, that's another 12. I'm up to 28. And if right. I do, if I do one client appreciation event, just one, the event itself, the initial save the date, um, the follow-up phone call, if they haven't RSVP'd, and then a touch afterwards, either you're following up with a picture, a handwritten note, or whatever you're following up with, 
one client appreciation event can create five or more touches for you. Right. So, hey, we're at 33 already and we didn't try very hard. So now I have a second client appreciation event. Now mm -hmm. I'm over the 36. It it takes planning and that's where people fall down. Exactly. Just hoping it will happen. And that's mm -hmm. not how people get successful in this business. That's no, and, and you talking about planning, you know, I always print out, like if I'm working with you as a client and I'm going to print out 12 months, you know, January through December, and then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to put on there what needs to happen each month and for that agent to do or for us to do for that agent. And then that way they know what they need to do, but they have us prompting them to do it, you know, so they can't say, oh, I forgot or I got busy. No, you didn't, you know, so it's called accountability. But, you know, if agents don't have someone to hold them for accountability, then they need to hold themselves. You have a cell phone, put the reminder in there, put what you need to do so that you don't get distracted in this busy world that we live in, you know. So to me, this is huge because I preach this constantly. So I'm like, get your database organized, learn how to talk to your clients. You know, um, you know, I talked to an agent, oh gosh, was it last year, like in October and he was struggling and he said, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I said, well, what are you doing? And he said, I make 25 calls a day and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, who are you calling? And he said, um, well, I'm just going through the, you know, the phone. And I said, okay. And I said, but you need to reach out to past clients. Well, I don't have any. Well, what do you mean you don't have any? Well, I don't have any past clients. I mean, I've been only in business for three years. So who do I call? I mean, those are my past clients. And I sold like three listings a year. Keep calling them. Keep calling them. You know, just keep picking up the phone. Take them to lunch. Take them to coffee. You have such a small number that you can do that. You know, so you can show them a little extra effort where you have the agent over here with 500, you know, so it doesn't matter to me what season you're in in your business. You always have past clients, you know, people, you know, they may not have bought through you because you're so new, but there are people, you know, and you just have to reach out to them and build that relationship. So, um, so these are great tips. I love it. And then, um, any last thoughts on that part of the conversation that we want to make sure that we get out to all the people in the audience? I think we've hit the high points. I could go, I could go on about this. All I know long. it's, just it's, it's, it's like we sleep this. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about um, the real estate master's guild. Tell us about that, what it does, what you have to offer the agent. Well, um, Real Estate Masters Guild is actually folding into Star Power. Um, that was okay. my own standalone organization. Um, all my private coaching clients have been under that umbrella. Um, all the live events now are going through Star Power. And um, eventually all of my coaching clients um, will go under that umbrella as well. Okay. So um, Real Estate Masters Guild was... A um, a labor of love to create a place for people to land after star power gone and mm -hmm. just wonderful, um, wonderful following of people that came along and created a family there. And fortunately yes. that family is very comfortably migrating into star power. 
Yeah. Well, then let's talk about star power. What's what's going on with star power? What do you have to offer these agents? How much time do you have? <laughs> well, I have all the time because I love talking about you, talking to you and talking about star power because star power, it was a big deal, you know, in its day. And I see it being even bigger now because of all the social media just alone can take it you know and you I know you have a Facebook group because I'm in it I see what's going on and I think that's great so tell us a little bit about what you're going to offer agents who don't know anything about star power so I like to start here star power is best practices from best agents brand neutral in an openly sharing environment so one of the things that I fell in love with star power over back in the mid nineties was I could walk right up to these top producers and have a conversation and they would share with me everything. Mm -hmm. I'd say, well, how are you doing that? You know, I, I have a questioning mind. I want to know how things work. Um, it's the C part of my personality for those of you who study DISC mm -hmm. um, and they would just spill their guts I mean, they'd tell me everything and I couldn't believe it. And that is the foundation of where star power started. And now I know people have uh, countless sources where they can get education from about the real estate business. What I feel is truly different about star power is in those last two things I said, you can get best practices from best agents in a lot of places in an openly sharing environment. Um, and brand neutral, I think is key because first of all, there are a lot of people who were with a major franchise and made a decision to go on their own. And one of the things that they missed that they lost was that franchises, um, annual conventions and training uh, right. infrastructure. And so for independence, it's a great place to come to replace what they lost. For people who are in those structures, in those wonderful organizations, they come to Star Power because they want to experience what's going on outside of that immediate yes. um, parent organization, if you will. Uh, and the thing that, one of the biggest reasons I did this, Kim, quite frankly, is because Star Power is my family. I grew up on Star Power. I was 24 years old when I mm. went to the, the um, when I went with Kathy to her interview and then we went to NAR and I, I got to go to the star power booth and meet some of the stars. Uh, and then the very first star retreat was that, that December in Chicago, I found my people. That's how mm -hmm. I would say it. And so being given the opportunity to come in at this level um, and relaunch it and reintroduce people to the concept of what it is and do it in today's platform with the availing technologies that we have and the interactivity that we have access to, you know, technology is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. It gives us incredible access to, to information and it can also create a complete disconnect from right. the humanity of things. And so our first conference last summer, it was for some of us, it was like coming home. It's like the family reunion. And then for the new people to just be scooped up in this environment of happiness and um, love. And I'm not shy about saying that, you know, our high D's are probably mm -hmm. cringing right now. 
Um, but it's an, it's a place where people celebrate your success. You know, you know why they boil two crabs in a pot, Kim? Mm. Because they'll hold each other in and they'll die together. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's happening to a lot of people in their local markets as they get more successful, the crabs (laughs) are holding them in the pot. And so they (laughs) need to get out of that pot and go be around other, um, pot leavers, other like-minded people who are really excited for you to be successful. And that's what I always loved about star power. And that's what we want to foster going forward. And so um, we did bring along all of the original stars. We call them the OGs. (laughs) What's an OG? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And while we're interviewing brand new stars to usher in the new era of star power, we're also every month revisiting one of the stars that's still very active and successful in the business. So you're getting these veterans who have these amazing um, uh, stories to tell and, and experiences to share along with the new age of realtors. And the mm-hmm. combination of the two is just absolutely powerful. So um, so that's what we would call our Star Power Club is our monthly interview series. And it's so much more, you know, you remember back in the day, Kim, when it was, you got a cassette tape in the mail yep. and a paper <laughs> newsletter, um, and then cassettes became CDs. And we're blessed now that we can take that all digital and it has created some really cool things. Um, first of all, the newsletter, which was this little eight page dealio back in the day is now 20 full pages. It's all wow. online. And when you're looking at Rob Levy's postcard, you can actually click through and see the whole postcard, zoom in on the copy, see mm. exactly what's on it. Instead of just seeing this little thumbnail picture of it, you get the postcard. Um, we've had some of our stars, David Brenton, for example, gave his entire spreadsheet of his marketing calendar. So people can literally download oh, wow. that and just type it in from being just a see and hear thing to mm-hmm. completely experience all of it. Um, they're all video interviews now. They were audio only before. And so you actually get to see the person's body language in addition to hearing their story. And right now we're releasing three interviews every month. So three wow, that's a lot. Yeah. We wanted to get a revisit in every month and then we wanted to build a critical mass of new stars. Um, so we're doing two a month. We'll continue to do that through this year. Haven't decided yet what 2024 is going to look like. Um, but right now you're getting all that. And then also we're going back and recapturing all of the original interviews. And those are being one year at a time converted to digital and uploaded into the club. Well, that right there is amazing. It's a gold mine. Um, Every month we're doing what's called a speakeasy. And so we have a live Zoom for an hour every month. We have one of the stars come in or more um, and participate and it's interactive. There's typically a topic driving that, but people can ask about anything they want to ask about. Uh, We just had Gina Mays Harris yesterday for February and she did 50 ideas in 50 minutes and man, she smoked it. (laughs) 
wow, wow. Boom, 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 do this, do this, do this. And she, it was amazing. So that's all just the club. And that's the foundation of star power right there. Then we have an annual conference. Um, the next one's in July in Denver. I know you and I talked about that. Yeah. July 20th through the 22nd. So that's your opportunity to meet the stars face-to-face, interact with other like-minded people, cover some great content. Um, we are in the process of securing a couple of really cool things I hope are going to pan out that I'm excited about. But, you know, all the stuff that people are dealing with right now, um, how do I successfully integrate videos so that it generates leads for my business? You know, we can all shoot video, but if it's not getting you more business, mm-hmm. you're wasting time. Um, the concept of a mastermind, we have a, a long running group that's been around for over a decade and a group that just started a year ago. And we're going to have the two talk about the value of getting into a, a mastermind group and how they set it up and, you know, all the logistics so that people, if they want to go start their own mastermind group, can learn from that. Um, we have a couple of our stars who are phenomenal, um, shrewd investors in real estate, and they're going to mm-hmm. spill the beans on everything they do to make sure that they pick the good investments and how do they decide what they hold and what they go ahead and, and sell and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, everything that people need, it's kind of like the Olympics of real estate right. training. You can get a taste, That's of, true. That, a taste of that. And then the next level beyond that, we just launched two university programs. There will be more, but just right now, the listing and the buyer universities are the ones that are most in demand. So those are the first two we're launching. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we have a coaching division. We have nine coaches right now available. Um, A couple of them are master coaches and the the rest of them are um, working with people. When I say master coaches, I mean, they're focusing on mastery in a certain area. So we have, um, Jana Caudill is a good example. She focuses primarily on luxury agents and um, seven-figure teams. So, um, but we have a whole stable of amazing coaches who work with people, whether they're solo agents or small teams or big teams, doesn't matter. Um, We meet the client where they're at. We help them get clear on what they want. We help them design the plan to get there, and then we hold mm-hmm. them accountable and cheerlead and advocate uh, along the way. That's our coaching wow. model. It's a little different from what other people do. So, yeah. well, and the one yeah, thing I will say, question, so now I just no, so and go. I think that's great because I mean I'm a huge fan of Star Power. You know that, and a huge fan of I you. So I mean, to me, I'm like this is. If, 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 if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what star power is, just go to star. Is it starpower.com? Yep. Yeah. And you'll learn more there. And then you can reach out to, um, and, and talk to, I guess, anybody talk to you and as well and get more information. But the one thing I will say about star power is that this is a group of agents that have no ego. Um, they are there to help each other. And I think what I have seen over the years, to me, that is a huge thing because you're so worried about your competition and you're so worried about, oh, who's going to get that listing? Oh, you know, so-and-so is going to beat me out. And you've got a kind of a cutthroat market going on and not, I'm not going to say this in all markets, but, you know, there's a lot of markets that agents are very 
closed. You know, they don't talk about their business. They don't talk about anything because they don't want people, you know, copying them per se. But when you go to Star Power, it's like you just talk to anybody and they'll tell you whatever works for them, what doesn't work for them. They will, you know, guide you. They will follow up with you. I mean, it's amazing the relationships that can be made. I mean, a lot of my old relationships have come from Star Power. So, I mean, I still talk to people um, that I met 2003, you know, and I mean, I was scared to death. Let me just say that, (laughs) you know, but, you know, these people are just really good people and they want, they, they have helped themselves to be where they are. So now they're also ready to help those others that are ready to take that step forward and become as successful. So that's what I will say about star power. You know what, Kim, there's one other thing there that just occurred to me. Um, and that is, yes, you're coming because all these stars are successful in sharing their strategies. But what I also appreciate is how much they you hearing what other people are doing to be successful Mm -hmm. so not only are you coming to get somebody else's great tips but what you have to share is valued as much Mm -hmm. yes yes and so you know if so i'm just going to highly recommend that if you don't do anything else for 2023 is to look at star power because it will help you grow your business in the direction that you want to take it because you have not just the people at star power, but you have all the community of star power. And I think that's phenomenal. And so 2,700 people in our Facebook group, how many 2,700? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, if they just tapped into that, yeah. You know, I mean, it's crazy. Some of the the things that I think about and I'm like, I don't know that there is another organization in the real estate world that offers what y'all are doing. And so I think that's very, you know, um, forward thinking. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, I'm going to put it out there that if you have not heard about Star Power or you've heard about it, but you're not real sure what it is, it's highly recommended that you go check them out. And then, um, and you know, whatever they can do for you, I'm sure they will work out a special plan. So let's talk a little bit about your foundation and tell us (laughs) how that all came about, because this is pretty amazing to me. And um, I'm like, man, I need to get in shape. (laughs) And so I can go go have that experience. So share with us a little bit about that and then how people can tap into that foundation to maybe help out, learn more about it. Um, it may even inspire somebody to open up their own foundation, you know? Well, you, you don't know the can of worms you may have just opened up. Um, <laughs> this is this is my why. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people s- struggle with finding what what's your reason for being on this earth. Um, I am a person of faith and mm-hmm. um, I still have struggled for a long time. I knew I wanted to go to Africa since I was about six years old. I had no idea why. Um, I think part of it was, frankly, when I was growing up, our vacation was to go to my grandparents outside of St. Louis. Um, We didn't have the money or the inclination to like take big family trips and stuff. So our big vacation was we would drive the four hours to St. Louis and my grandparents would take us to the zoo because it was free admission. I think it still is. I think it's Mm -hmm. one of the few zoos in the nation that is that way. Um, 
and I fell in love with all things Africa, but particularly the lions. And I've been fascinated with lions my whole life. So about a decade ago, one of my friends, her aunt started a company um, destined to travel and she started taking people to Africa and they would go and visit uh, a children's home, an orphanage, and then they'd go on safari. And I thought, well, that's really cool. But the, the German in me was like, oh, it's not really that practical and I can't really justify the expense, blah, blah, blah. And then my best friend wandered into the gym one day. This was about six or seven years ago. And she said, I decided I want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro before I turn 55. Will you go with me? And you have to understand my best friend, Donna, <laughs> um, She's one, she's one of those people that everyone should have in their life. When they ask, you just say yes, and then you figure it out mm -hmm. later. Uh, and it was it was definitely a case of that. I kind of backpedaled and said, hold on a second. <laughs> now that I said yes, that's an Africa. <laughs> okay. How tall is that mountain? Uh, 19,341 feet. Okay, that's really freaking tall. Um and how much time do I have to prepare for this? Like, when are you turning 55? So um, long story short, we decided to combine this, visit the children's home and go on safari with climbing Kilimanjaro. And I had been toying with this idea, Kim, for a number of years. I wanted to create this three-legged stool model where you do um, personal or professional development, philanthropy, and then recreation or adventure. And I thought, well, this is like the ultimate test of this model um, to go do this. Uh, and there ended up being six of us who went up Kilimanjaro. Two of the gals had to go back. The other four of us stayed. And other people came in to do the children's home and the safari. And so it was my aha moment that that model um, had some appeal. And actually, we're going to be rolling out a division of star power called Beyond, um, which is structured for the purpose of pe getting people beyond just being a realtor. And that's a call for another day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, I do a lot. I, I help a lot of people with business transitions and succession planning. And where a lot of people get stuck is they don't know what their identity is. Yes. If not a real estate agent. And so you're going to be unlikely to be successful in your business transition if you don't have a why beyond real estate. And so that's where the word beyond came from. And like I said, we could talk a whole bunch more about that. So anyway, we're on the mountain. Um, I had some definite God moments when I was on the mountain. I hope it's okay to say that. Um, Absolutely. There, I'll give you two specific instances. There was a moment when, when you're very high up in altitude, um, you get short of breath. And we were all taking, you know, we had medication and supplements and all that, but there was a moment when I just started feeling a little bit um, of anxiety. Um, and I have a, a history of panic attacks. So I wanted to get that under control. And I just said, God, you know, I know if I could just take a deep breath right now, I would release my diaphragm, I'd reset and I'd be okay. And instantly, Kim, I, I, the air just rushed into my lungs and I was able to take this beautiful, deep, full breath. And that's exactly how you release a panic attack because it's a physiological tightening of your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was another point when I was starting to get hot, but it was really cold out. Um, in fact, one night, um, I think when we were at base camp at 15,000, it was 
two degrees below zero overnight. And um, when you're exerting yourself, of course, then you start sweating. And so I was hot, but I knew if I took my jacket off, that was a really bad idea. And so I just said, God, if you could just send a gentle breeze right now, <laughs> because the air is still, there is nothing moving. Um, and instantaneously for 10, it was, felt like 10 minutes, just this gentle breeze started blowing across. Mm. And so I had some really beautiful moments like that on the mountain. The other was the guys that were in our crew. They were the reason we were successful mm. because they did everything above and beyond to make sure that we were okay. Uh, my best friend got altitude sickness at, at the summit and she had to run back down the mountain. And then um, one of the girls had to turn back on day three. She didn't go. So there were five of us. So my best friend had to be run back down the mountain with one of our assistant guides. And um, and then one of the, our other assistant guide was helping um, one of our stars, Pam Marion, who climbed the mountain. Mm. And then the other two gals kind of fell in step behind them. Um, Diane, one of the gals is a skier and coming off the summit, you're on six inches of scree and ash. And so the footing is unstable. Well, she loved it because it was like fresh powder. And so she literally oh. had her hiking and was sashaying down the mountain. So pretty soon I realized I'm alone. I'm with, I'm not alone, alone. I've got Respicious, the head guide and Grace and the medic are with me. So I'm never alone. You know, we're never alone. Right. Um, but I started feeling very despondent because my people were, my people were gone and these guys were miraculous. And I got off the mountain um, and I realized there were these key guys that they had done so much to make sure that we summited and it didn't feel like enough to just say thank you and tip them and be on our way. And so I started asking questions and I found out that what they're all trying to do is to save enough money that they can send, send their kids to private school so that they can be taught English and taught in English. So they have a fighting chance at having a real question. What does it cost at the time? It was $600. And I'm like, seriously, what does that cost? Tuition. <laughs> uniforms, books, school supplies, mm. everything, two hot meals a day. Like, how can I not help a kid if that's the case? And so I picked the one guy who had been very instrumental in some specific things for me being successful. And when my husband came for the safari, I said, can we do that? Here's the story. Can we do this? And he, same reaction I had. That's yeah. Heck yeah. So we were just going to help the one girl. And then I told the story to my friend, Anne, and she came to me the next day with a check and said, why don't you help his other daughter go too? Aww. And I went, oh, okay, God, now I get it. <laughs> this is why you've been trying to get me to Africa yeah. since I was six years old. I'm supposed to help these kiddos. And so that's how the foundation started. And we started it right at the beginning of COVID. And mm. I think that was actually a blessing for a couple of reasons. Number one, because I think there were a lot of people twiddling their thumbs in our federal government. And so we had a 501c3 done in 60 days, which is unheard of. Um, but also because when COVID hit, tourism shut down and Tanzania was, um, all my brothers over there were out of work. 
nobody's yeah. climbing the mountain nobody's coming to do tourism and so they found themselves in a very desperate situation and even those who had scrimped and saved to get their kids to school now were finding themselves in a very desperate situation so just god's perfect timing on all of it um that gives me chill bumps <laughs> literally i'm i have chill bumps <laughs> i could cry about it uh. and you know what i'm so blessed to have the network that i do with um, the family that i built in star power i started sharing the story and um we set a goal the first year originally to get eight kids sponsored and we did 16. Wow. And so the next year, 2021, I said, well, and um, we have a small board. There are five of us now at the time there were four. And I said, what if since it's 2021, we try to get 21 more kids sponsored in 2021. And they're like, oh, that's, that, that would be so cool. It feels ambitious, but let's try. And and we hit it and we actually beat it. Um, and then last year, 2022, we did 22 and 22 and we achieved that goal. So we currently have 62 kiddos sponsored. And what that means is the person who's sponsoring them stays with them through the duration right. of their yeah. schooling till they finish secondary education. And um I go twice a year and I'm, I was just there in December, got to see most of the families and the kids who are sponsored. Some of them live too far away from where we were at to, to make the trip. Um, we did have one family that came from nine hours away. Um, oh, wow. Which is awesome. Just to say thank you. Mm -hmm. um, just to be able to, yeah, um, experience that community. So I like to think that the love and energy that I learned in star power has transferred into this um, wonderful group of people. So we're continuing mm -hmm. to focus on um, expenses have gone way up. So a sponsorship is now 900 a year, which is $75 a month. Anybody who's interested in doing that could go to Kilimanjaro kids, which ends with a Z Kilimanjaro kids.com. And you can sign up to sponsor annually or sponsor monthly, whatever works better for how you keep your budget. And if you just wanna do a one-time donation, um, we added last year, this will blow your mind. Health insurance for these kiddos is $25 a year. Wow, a year, a year, a year. I'll, put me down, I'll do that. <laughs> So oh my god when i found this out I, I i came back to the gals on the board the people on the board and i said guys this seems like a no-brainer mm -hmm. um, that we do this and we had fortunately had enough one-time donations that had come in that we were able to give all of the kids health insurance into this school year and and then we raised the um, sponsorship fees at the beginning of the year so all mm. kids going forward will have that. And the other thing God put on me um, was that we need to build two schools where the families are located are near um, two towns that are two hours apart. So it yeah. doesn't, it's not feasible to get them all in one place, but the first school will be built in Moshi in the area of a town called Moshi um, because we have more families close to that town than Arusha, which is the other town. And as God would have it, when I was there in December, it just was a fluke thing that there's um, a gentleman who's looking to sell off um, some land 
um, that already has a fruit orchard on it. I'm very big into the permaculture farming and that's one of the things one of the dads is doing um, while they're trying to reestablish their time on the mountain is he's growing food for everyone around him. So well, the schools will be built with permaculture farms. And so that's on the horizon. We'll do a capital campaign for that, which brings me to, if you really want to get in shape, we're going to go back and do Kilimanjaro again in 2025 to raise awareness for the foundation. So wow, I have that, half a dozen people that have already committed to make the climb with me and we'd welcome more. That's awesome. I think that's just so awesome. So, okay. We gave them the <laughs> website um, to sponsor a kid is 900 to go to school, $25 a year for health insurance. I mean, good Lord. Can you imagine and that nine, that 900 includes the health insurance for someone who's oh, does interested it? in suffering. Yeah. Okay. It's rolled in. So, yeah. um, so if, if any of our audience is listening and wants to, you know, if this has impacted you in any way to help, then definitely, you know, uh, talk to Amy about this and check out the website because I think it's phenomenal. I mean, anything we can do to help other people, you know, um, I do. And I'm, I, I'm like constantly looking at, you know, I know not everybody can do the 900, but yeah. I mean, if, if five people got together and said, okay, let's take 900, divide it by five, this is what it's going to be. You know, what a great thing, you know, um, yeah. you know, I always say that, you help you have if you help somebody else it will come back to you but don't do it for that reason right right you know do it for the right reason and um gosh if anybody wants to climb that mountain how many feet Nineteen thousand, and how much Nineteen thousand three hundred and forty one. <laughs> yeah so i won't be on that trip but we will definitely make sure people know about that <laughs> you can come join I mean, us for the safari afterwards um, I have my oldest son. This is kind of off topic. He is a um, very athletic. He played rugby for years in high in college, and then after college, he was on a team. I mean, it was like it's, it's it was an obsession. And then he, you know, he's now a little bit older. He's got a couple of kids. You know, got to think about that. And so he now does the Ironman triathlons, and he's done two. And then he does little things around. You know, like he'll do little mini triathlons and stuff like that. And it's a piece of cake for him. You know, where you see some of these people coming across the line going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Oh, he's coming across the line like, "Okay, what's next?" You know, <laughs> he would be the one that would go with you to Africa to do that. Why not? Let's <laughs> Melissa Godwin said she's going to go. So I'm calling her out live and, oh, um, okay. Hoping Don Payne Jr. Cheer y'all on. How about that? <laughs> there you go. You can be holding my juicy, my juice when I come back. There you to go. The go. Yay, Amy. I'm good at a cheerleader. So, okay, well, let's wrap this up and, and let everybody understand that, you know, we are going to give you three tips. I mean, we gave you three tips immediately off the bat. Um, so to kind of just recap, I made a couple of notes that, you know, if you want to go back and listen to this, this is a great podcast, a lot of information, a lot of exciting things for the industry for this year and to go forward. So just to kind of do a little recap on here, call your past clients, call your SOIs, um, break down your database. Um, you know, if you, if you 
what you've made a comment that if you talk to them how many times a year four mm -hmm. once a quarter yeah. once a quarter um that doesn't mean to just call them that means on top of everything else you're doing so mm -hmm. you know what we would like to see and i think amy and i both agree is you know make that phone call every quarter um send them your monthly newsletter send them market stats, follow them on their social media outlets, understand what's going on. I think that's very important that if you follow a past client and that's great, but if you're not engaged with that past client, you need to be engaged. We, meaning just check them once a week, if nothing else, just to see what's going on in their life and then make a comment about it. Like one of the things that, um, we do for the clients is if we see something like, let's say we went on Amy's Facebook and we saw she, you know, just finished climbing this mountain, we would send her, you know, a picture that we would see on her Facebook and we would take that and put it on a little card and then mail it to her. And, you know, these are just little things that you can do that can just mean so much to somebody. And then, you know, of course, I'm a big, big advocate about, you know, honoring the birthdays, home anniversaries, so, I mean, right there, you have a whole slew of things that you could be doing to stay in touch with your past clients. And mm -hmm. I believe me, that will come back to you and then take your past clients and break them down into who refers and who's not. So you can focus on what that needs to be done to keep that relationship going in that area. Do you agree with that? Of course. All right. So, okay, so we're going to wrap this up. And so I'm just going to remind everybody, if you are interested in the Star Power organization, it's starpower.com. Um, if you are interested in her foundation, is it on the website? The yeah, link to Kilim the website? Okay. KilimanjaroKids.com. Yeah, with a Z, K-I-D-Z. And then um, anything else that we can help y'all with, all you have to do is just send us an email, um, Amy, what's the best way somebody can reach you? Amy at starpower.com. Okay. And then of course, simple. <laughs> very simple. Yep. And then um, remember that the conference is in July in Denver. So if you're interested in that, you know, that would be great. Now, do they have to be a member to attend the conference? Nope. No. Okay. And then, um, you know, just stay tuned and then we'll have Amy back because we have a lot of stuff going on with her. This is exciting. <laughs> And um, thank you for having me. Well, I, you know, I'm a big, big supporter of you and Star Power and, and all the agents that are in Star Power. I just think it's great. So, anyway, so we'll yeah. wrap it up with a big thank you. And if there's anything we can do for you, you let me know. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you know someone, and I bet you do, who would appreciate this podcast, please share it with them. As a reminder, this podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes below or over at unstoppablerealestateagents.com. Remember, it takes as much energy to wish as it does to plan. Have a great day.